Welcome to Tattooed Freaks and Businesses, recorded live from my toy room in my house, which is also the house for personal touch career services in Denver, Colorado. I am your host, Donna Shannon. As a professional career coach, I help people navigate the hiring maids to get to those jobs they really love. So in addition to working with job seekers one-on-one, I do have a book available. You can find Get a Job Without Going Crazy on Amazon. And today, my special guest is Megan Conter. I pronounced that right, right? Good. Absolutely. Great. She is the founder and proprietor and mastermind behind the Dames. And I know you're chomping at the bit to find out what that's all about. So we're going to dive into that in just a moment. So for our show, our purpose is to really explore and redefine the world of work, especially as Gen X millennials and those to come after seek positions of leadership that still allow us to be ourselves. So every show, we explore a topic related to business or job searching. And of course, we're going to talk about tattoos. Our sponsor is the Personal Touch Career Services, Denver's top-rated career coaching service. We focus on the practical tools for your job search, including resumes, LinkedIn profiles, job search coaching, and ongoing classes. So check out our ridiculously long website, which is personal touch career services.com once again that's personal touch career services.com or you know you can just google it so hi megan hi how are you today having fun delighted it's a beautiful day yeah and for Hopefully all our listeners day when anyone's listening yeah and we're still recording this under quarantine quarantine conditions in early may so Ah, day 893, it feels like. <laughs> April 432nd. Yes, exactly. Well, anyways, uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about you and the dames and what, what all this is? Sure. Uh, a little bit about me or the dames or both? Let's do both. Okay. I'm a Colorado native. I love spending as much time outdoors as possible, including running and hiking and biking and being outside with my husband and my 11-year-old stepdaughter and my dog, Layla, who just turned seven. She's getting old. Mm -hmm. But that is, you know, so quarantine, interesting times. Uh, Very challenging for an extreme extrovert as myself. Mm -hmm. And started the Dames back in 2015 as local networking events here called Denver Dames. And really, there are a couple of primary reasons that led me to start those. Number one, I had been running other people's networking events for years, and I find I found them to be very homogeneous in nature. There was people of all different kinds of careers and, um, you know, men, women, people who've had brand new businesses that they just started yesterday, multi-level marketing companies, and some, a select few successful women in business. And I found myself really having to sift through large crowds to find my peers and find other women who are running six figure businesses and growing to that seven figure mark and also having a hard time just really finding many of them. And so I did my research. I did some focus groups and really figured out that they were kind of feeling the same pains that I was. They'd go to a networking event, feel like they got business cards stabbed to death, feel like they got their brains sucked within an inch of their life and they would leave feeling extremely drained because there wasn't anything there for them. Mm -hmm. So that was one reason. Number two, I feel like most networking events that are out there or were out there are as boring as dry toast. So I set out to create (laughs) something that would be actually entertaining and fun and 
loving and have a really good feel to it so that women who were, who are high performing would want to come out of their houses, would want to leave their homes and their families to network with one another. So, and we set from the very beginning, we had this, um, understanding in our target market and everybody who comes to the dames is women who are running six and seven figure businesses or women who are in director VP and C-suite positions at large companies. So we've always had that same target demographic and we've always had humor first, humor forward events. So there's always going to be a female comedian, improv troupe or humor forward speaker at all of our in-person and uh, now our online virtual extravaganza events. And then as we grew the dames, as I grew the dames here in Denver, continued to expand out of our spaces, really realized in 2017 that there was an international need for this. So we created an online virtual membership, which we now have members in 25 states that belong to that, as well as on three continents. And we have chapters now in Colorado, California, and Wisconsin, and we're adding chapters all around the country. So Really, we rebranded in 2017 to the Dames, and my vision is an international organization that continues to connect these high-performing women so that we can laugh, learn, and grow together. Well, congratulations on that, and congratulations on all the growth. Yes. Um, I first found out about the Dames about a year ago. I've been a member uh, since the beginning of this year, begin, uh, which is 2020, and right. got to a couple of events. 2020, before that. right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it it's like it still twenty twenty. <laughs> it might be twenty twenty five. I'm not really sure at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I did have that problem the other day. It's a, now I'm getting the day confusion going on. It's all like, is today Monday? Yeah, or Tuesday. Oh crap! It's Wednesday. <laughs> exactly. I saw somebody's post the other day that said, "I wish I was like a little kid and I just could put the right underwear on." So at least the, the underwear would, would say Wednesday and I'd be like, oh, it's Wednesday. At least I know because my underwear tells me. Otherwise, who knows? Yeah. I, my favorite meme in quarantine is just like, this has been the funniest leap year ever. There were yeah. 29 days in February, 300 days in March, and five years in April. Exactly. So anyways, I mean to get off topic with that. But right. yeah, I, I did find the uh, meetings interesting and fun and it wasn't just everybody you know we've all seen the leads groups and the networking groups where you sit around the table and everybody's chomping on the bit for their two minutes where they're gonna give you a heavy duty speech or it's like they're trying to sell to you at the table and it's like oh lord this is like yeah. pulling teeth out going to these things and that's not what i found at the dames awesome yeah and what what's really cool about us is that we're all about strategic matchmaking and globally connecting you to the other women and men who are you know, outside of the network, who are going to be a positive influence in your life, in your business, in your career, helping you get the resources, the connections, the referrals that you need in order to grow your business. But you won't ever feel that nastiness of some in-person or other global networks where you walk in and you feel like you're being business card stabbed and taken for your last dollar. You come into our organization understanding that people are here to help you find the power partners that you need to grow your business. So mm -hmm. that's, I think, what helps us stand apart the most is that we, with our strategic matchmaking, we cut through all that fringe to help get you directly connected to the people you need to know. Yeah. I think the definition
question too is really important because this was something that actually held me back from checking out the dames because it was the six and seven figure business things. And I was like going, oh man, I'm not bringing home $100,000 right now. I can't join. This is not for me. And then a couple of months later after that, I'm like Ron Ben Joseph points that out that it's the revenues of the business it's not necessarily my take-home pay after taxes. I'm like, oh yeah, man, we are crushing that. We've been crushing that for years now, but it's about a mindset. And that's part of the education pieces that you offer a lot of your members is that uh, how much of our reality and our success in business is based on mindset. And I think that comes back into what I wanted to talk to you more about today, which is like, we're kind of judged not only by the company we keep, but we kind of rise to the level of the company that we keep. Is that something that you would agree with? Oh, a hundred percent. And that's honestly the, if you look at stats about, if you look around the country, it's anywhere between about 10 and 15%, 10 to 15% of female owned businesses ever get past a hundred thousand in revenue. So there's only 10 to 15% of women owned businesses that are in the six figure realm in revenue. So you think about that, that's not that many. Mm-hmm. When people would tend to think, oh man, there's gotta be a lot more than that. No, and only 2% that ever get to that seven figure mark. So it's important when it's important when you're in early stages of business to get the knowledge that you need to grow past those initial, um, I should start coming, I, it, they're the initial punching bag stages. That's what they were to, for okay. me. Like getting through, it felt like a gauntlet of punching bags just coming at you from uh. all directions. Yeah. getting through those initial stages of business. And then when you get into six and seven figures, you have a different subset of challenges and celebrations. And really it just becomes a whole new world. So mm-hmm. I think what's important there is that you're, when you're in the dames, you're part of a community where other women are facing some of those similar problems and having similar celebrations. And that's what the networking becomes is much more of a con- connecting with other people who are truly your peers and who are working, working, doing the same things that you are to try to scale their businesses and also achieve a good personal, I don't want to use the word balance, but blend a personal blend into their work lives because women are facing a lot of issues that men just don't face. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's nice to have other women who've achieved these levels and then also have the mentorship of our seven figure business owners, which are dames of influence. Right. So what do you think are some of the biggest challenges facing women leaders? I think that in my observation and in working with a lot of other women who run their own networks around the country is that we are faced with our models being men. So those who've really grown businesses in the past and have written a lot of business books or have created sort of the models are very masculine or they're, they're men. So they have masculine energy that they're using to create these things. And women don't do that. We don't have the warrior-like energy, very many of us. And we really need to learn how to grow personally and professionally at the same time, because it's been shown time and time again that women get burnt out and overwhelmed pretty easily because they're trying to do things the way a man would. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big challenge. Um, there are a lot of expectations societally and familially, if that's a word, for women to take care of the kids. So even right now in quarantine, there's these extra expectations of just because the woman 
is working as well as the man doesn't mean that it just automatically means the woman's going to be in charge of school or the woman's Mm going to be in charge of taking care of the kids. And that is true out of quarantine. There's a lot of societal expectations we're up against. Um, I'll I'll be honest, there's like a a long-term resentment that I have. Yeah, (laughs) It's like, uh, why is it that I have to work twice as hard just because I have a vagina? Yep, exactly. And we, there's a lot of articles out there that are really interesting right now. I would recommend people check out Katika Roy and her articles around if we don't, as a society, start really helping women-owned businesses, we're going to potentially erase several decades of progress in the way that women have grown our businesses. So ladies, this is the time to really not let our, not put our heads in the sand and, or run away from what's going on. It's time to band together and to join organizations like the Dames, to find mentors, to find the colleagues and connections that you need to really have the mindset shift that is necessary to continue to grow and to continue to flourish in these times because we already have other things against us like minimal access to capital and you know we deal with things emotionally different than men do so there's all these things that are normally against us but now it's it's the pressure is on so i really hope that women find extra courage within to reach out and ask for help that's another thing that women don't do very well often Um, but ask for help, ask to be connected and speak what you want and what you need, because it's really important to do that right now. Cool. Cool. So one of the things that I know that the Dames does to help out with all these things is you're not just a networking organization. You do a strong emphasis on education. And I sat in on one of the webinars a few weeks ago, and I am going to space on names because I'm horrible with names. Okay. I think it might have even been your mom. Nope, not my mom. <laughs> not your mom. See? See? I'm like so bad with that. But it was one of your sales professionals and talking about how to do sales pitches as a woman. And it's not like terrifying people with these pain, finding their pain points and, you know, basically bully them into buying your stuff because that's honestly i think of male sales model i mean that's not in what i do with like resumes and things like that very common practice to do like a free resume review and you know to tell the person about your business and all the rest of this and i have always and forever done real resume reviews Mm. but i have heard of heartbreaking situations where they'll get on the phone with the professional career coach and the person just bullies them up and starts with the you're never going to get a job with this horrible resume and you need to buy a resume for me if you even have wow. a chance i've had people come to me after an experience like that and say the the coach put them in tears and i'm God. like that's just lord you know you're already feeling bad because you haven't been able to find a job last thing you right. need now is you're getting extra pummeled yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So anyways, uh, it was great to see real sales tips on building a strategy around that connection with people versus fear. Absolutely. So thank you very much for that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we really do have a large emphasis in our trainings on uh, a clear blend between personal growth and professional growth. Like you said, we do a lot on mindset, but then we do a lot on 
business topics of all kinds. And with the way we do that differently is by surveying our members every quarter and finding out what kinds of personal and professional growth and trainings they want. And then we go out and we curate and find the experts to bring in to lead those trainings. So we're not the kind of organization, we partner with organizations that do summits and workshops and you know more in-depth mastermind type training. We're not that. We wanna give you some of the initial tools so that you get the resources and the information you need, but we're not the in-depth education platform. We want you to connect with experts in their field and connect yourself with the information that you need and work with those professionals one-on-one. But also, you know, what's really most important, like I kind of alluded to earlier, is that our belief is that growing a global network is the way of the world right now. And that's how women are going to lead in their industries is by having this network of supporters that's not just local to their area because Denver is pretty progressive, but it's still behind Los Angeles or New York City or Chicago in a lot of ways. So it's amazing when, if you're a mortgage broker or a real estate agent or a financial service provider or a coach or a consultant, and you can meet with somebody else who does what you, what you do in a different area of the country, and they present you with some ideas of how you can maybe think about the problems you have differently and mastermind with you or they connect you with a great potential client of theirs that you could work with. It's amazing what doors get opened when you open your mind beyond Denver or beyond Madison or beyond wherever it is that you are in the country and start looking at it as hmm, maybe even collaborating with someone in Australia. I wonder what could happen. So that's, uh, I don't know where, what question I was answering there, if anything, or if I was just <laughs> talking, but. All right. Um, so uh, what is your biggest unexpected benefit that you personally got out of starting this endeavor? Um, I think it's kind of along those lines. It's the fact that I have an international community now. And I am, somebody said this recently on some podcast somewhere, who knows, but you always need to be at least like three to five steps ahead of your community or your clients. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I knew that I needed to grow more of an international network for myself. So I started doing that while I was building the Danes. And now it's something that I can impart on and really help our Dames members with, but it's because I spearheaded this and knew that this was something that was coming for the future. I also had a feeling that we needed to do a heck of a lot more virtually. So in, in our Dames membership, we have 80% of our offerings online anyways. So this Mm -hmm. pivot to online wasn't very difficult for us. We just took our in-person events for a couple of months and have put them online, but point is, I think that it's really important to think ahead of what's happening in your industry or what's happening in business. And that's, so what's really surprised me most or really been an added benefit for me is the, the international network that I have that indeed the women that I talk to on a daily basis, give me ideas and I give them ideas that help us be way ahead of the game. Cool. So one of the phrases that I hear kicked around a lot in, in different organizations and communities I'm with is, is the phrase stick with the winners. So right. it's not meant to be exclusive. So it's not like that lunchroom I, I, idea of, oh, you, you smell, you can't sit with us. I'm going to stick with the winners. That's not what it means at all. So right. it's all about if you're wanting to achieve things in your life, it's about 
hanging out with people who are positive and who are actively working on those goals, not just sitting around and wishing or dreaming about it. They're, they're doing the actual footprints in yep. the sand to make it happen. Absolutely. So, uh, what do you think of that take? Yeah. And I loved, I love the way that you framed that because that is definitely completely in alignment with me philosophically. I think that we, there are a lot of times you hang out with certain people and you can tell that they have, they don't have very big dreams or they don't have very big aspirations and their, their actions kind of show that they're maybe not those big picture thinkers. And I prefer to surround myself with the big dreamers, those that then have those visions and stay, stay really attached to those visions and make moves, steadfast moves in order to achieve those big picture mission and visions. So I think that's something else that is notorious about the dames is that the women you meet that are part of our community are very much that way. We're mission driven, we're vision driven. We have a big, we have big things to do on this planet. And so you're not going to find us um, being latent somewhere or, you know, not taking action. You're going to find us taking action. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of women that I've always wanted to have always surrounded myself with and wanted to create a network where women could come in and say, wow, I really feel like I've met my kin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's another phrase you used that that's kind of similar uh, about, um, you're the sum of the five people you hang out with most. Yes. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jim Rohn said that, and it's, you know, that one is, to me, it's about choice, right? It's about who you choose to hang out with and spend your time with really informs the direction of your life and it informs the progress of your life. So for me, when I decided almost three years ago to quit drinking, a large reason for that was because I felt like when I looked around at the people that I spent most of my time with, it wasn't those who are achieving high things in life. And I knew that I had big things to do and that drinking alcohol on the weekends and partying with friends at my late, in my late thirties, wasn't going to get me there. Mm -hmm. So that would, that's a big concept that's been with me for years is I will surround myself with the company that I am and that I'm wanting to be. And, uh, you know, there are some that would go into it and say, if you're wanting to be a millionaire, make sure you're hanging out with millionaires. If you're wanting to be a fluent in a language, make sure you're hanging out with those people who are speaking that language. All of those things are, are true. You can interpret it however you want. For me, it's that, that choice. And I'm going to choose who I'm spending my time with very carefully because time is a precious commodity and I have big things to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a little story. So you're mm -hmm. going to appreciate this because after I went to the first comedy night uh, with the dames, this was October ish of 2019. Yep. So I was fired up after that thing, man. Now yep. I am not a good person for writing out goals or having strategies and stuff like that. And um, as a matter of fact, I teach way in my coaching to get around stuff if you're not a goals driven person because <laughs> right. rather than write a goal and not achieve it and then feel bad about yourself there's other ways to deal with that right but you know i did write out like okay here's a three-year plan to reach this financial goal of the six seven figure mark was what i was looking at then right and i've been a mass part of a mastermind group for years and it's kind of was like good 
foundation for just like even the basic business things of look at your numbers all the time. What are your metrics? Where are you going to invest to make the most bang out of your buck? But it never had the huge vision thing. And mm -hmm. You know, broke it broke it down. I think one of your speakers um, or one of the ladies who was sharing how she got to that point at that meeting, and it's like, okay, we'll figure out what's that growth like each year, year over year. What's that percentage look like? What does your sales need to translate into for that to happen? Right. So I wrote down this great big huge vision plan. And of course, it, it's all gone tits up this year. <laughs> <laughs> but the Ooh. thing that's interesting with it is the practical strategies for reaching that mark mm -hmm. still hold true in this market now that things are extremely different. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks to the strategies themselves and the inspiration that I got out of that because now it's about being adaptable rather than crushing numbers. And part totally. of me and being adaptable is um, coming up with services and products that serve our clientele right rather than i'm going to bully you into buying a thousand dollars what i have yeah, yeah exactly and i think so i would just use a slightly different uh language around that and i would say that for me it's having the true north or the north star of your vision that you're always moving toward because it's very big picture and it's something that you'll probably never achieve in your lifetime but then you have your mission that you can achieve. And that's sort of the who, what, when, where, and how you're going to achieve that vision. And then you have your values that are going to help you operate throughout the whole thing. So that flexibility is one of the top five values of the dames. Hmm. So same as, a, you know, to me, it means the same as adaptability and very similar. We need to make sure that we're, we are morphing and we are changing, we're being flexible with, the vision still in mind. And as long as I'm still taking action toward achieving that vision, I don't go off the path. But when I never had that in the past and I was just, you know, growing my marketing consulting business and never really had that big true north of where I was headed to increase the amount of seven figure business owners and increase the amount of women who get into C-suite, you know, double and tripling that number, that number, that's my vision now. Before it was more like, you know, I don't really know where I'm headed. And so my plan that I created is tits up. Like you said, mm -hmm. how do I resurrect this? I don't have any clue because I don't know where I'm headed. Mm -hmm. But now when you have that vision, that mission, those values, and maybe the strategies, like you mentioned, it's easier to, I'm not going to use, I'll overuse, use the overused word pivot, but mm -hmm. you know, we'll adapt and we'll figure out what we really, what the market needs. Not like you said, not here's my thing. I'm going to shove it down your throat, even though you can't afford it and don't want it right now. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't help anyone. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I definitely loves about the dames is the comedy aspect of it. I do a little bit of stand-up comedy on the side to, depending on who you ask, it may be very, very little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but why did you decide to bring in the comedy nights? I, really experienced how much humor breaks people open. And unfortunately, how oftentimes women, when they're coming into a group of other women or, or men, are often very guarded. And that's just our nature, I think. We come in with this protected sense, and I think it comes from, you know, 
decades of watching our mothers or our grandmothers who had to compete for very few positions that were up high in companies. And just, there's a lot of societal stuff that goes along there too, but women come in with this just sort of like, you know, protected sense and humor breaks them open. Humor really allows them to level the, allows us to level the playing field. And it's been shown that laughter can really, it is the best medicine and it can really make us feel like entirely different people than when we walk into a door or we walk in a door after we have had a really tough time. So it helps women come out of their shells, be more authentic. And then when it comes time to actually connect at the event, that's done way more easily and with a lot more fun. So that was the number one reason. Plus, like I mentioned earlier, networking events are usually dry toast boring and I can't stand boring things. So to me, comedy is a humor is a great way to connect people, even if you're not a fan of that particular kind of comedy that's you know, on stage that night, let's say, mm-hmm. there's something that everyone can find in comedy that really helps them open up. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So you already mentioned that, you know, a lot of your stuff is already online. Mm-hmm. And uh, so any other adjustments that you've had to do and kind of our new normal now? Well, you know, because we have the chapters in four different areas around the country, we've had to take those events that we have, which are every other month and make them into one big global extravaganza event that we do. So we have one coming up on June 10th, which will also be our five-year anniversary celebration. So we've basically turned our in-person event, which is a big production into a big online event production. And um, we'll be doing that until we're able to gather with groups of 50 or more. So we're ready. We've, we've got everything that we need to be able to continue to do that. But of course, I can't wait to get back to hugs and high fives personally. So yeah, I agree with that. I'm not going to hug you, but I do need to okay, see you people in person. Me. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, you know. Right. Right. So now we get to come to one of my favorite parts of the show where we get to talk about the tattoo of the day. But Megan, no. you don't have a tattoo, do you? I don't. I, I should have brought my husband in. He, he could just talk about his well, but you have some piercings, right? I do. Yes. So, Nothing uh, exciting. Just my, my ears and my belly button. But, you know, there used to be a couple others, but those, those are no longer with us. <laughs> yeah, that is one thing about piercing is like you can take them out and then it pretty much grows over and then that's it. And yep. When that phase is over, we can just move on. Yeah. Well, the good news is, though, here in Colorado... Uh, the tattoo shops and piercing shops are going to be opening back up with certain right. limited rigid, uh, restrictions. And my daughter is a professional piercer. She's also my assistant. So nice. uh, it'll be good to see her go back to work. So if people out there and they're dying for ink or dying for a new piercing, uh, some of the restrictions that they're going to put into play make a lot of sense is you have to wear a mask the whole time you're there. Um, and of course, she's not doing any facial piercings so no lips right. tongues or nose at this time you have to wear That's the mask right. on the entire time that you're there and things like that but i've been debating i, I think i need a new tattoo of all after all of this but uh it this is gonna sound a little crazy but i've always really liked the biohazard symbol oh there you go <laughs> that'll help you remember this time there's no doubt about that Right. And what I think I was about doing is I'm like, you're going to get the biohazard symbol tattooed on me, but then like a old timey kind of like banner script, like 
you see in an American traditional, put on it Survivor. Right. And nice. I have not had COVID, but it's also specifically that my business is surviving through this. Absolutely. By getting down to brass tacks and what did we need to do to maintain our strength and that I haven't had to lay off any of my employees and I'm still sending yeah. them work and the, all of those kind of things. I, I Absolutely. Think might, yeah. You need a badge of honor for that. For yeah. sure. Yeah. If, if my mom wasn't, uh, I don't, I'm not even going to say that. My mom would never approve of a tattoo. So mm-hmm. I'll just get a fake one. How about that? <laughs> there you go. You can get a henna tattoo. Perfect. Yeah, get the henna tattoo and then show it off at the dames event on the 10th. And then you encourage every. we could start like a whole movement for business women, just like, you know, the semicolon you see for the suicide awareness and things like yes. that. I think we should do this. That's good. I like that. I like that a lot. Survivor. Cool. So make it survivor. How, how can people get in touch with you and find the dames and all the rest of that? Yes. So our website is thedames.co. And if you are a high performing woman in business anywhere around the globe, we would love to have you apply to join our community. And you can do that at thedames.co forward slash join virtual. And you can find us anywhere online. Our handle is thedamesco. And then um, let's see, I'm anywhere online too. You can find me Megan Conter and the, the spelling of my name will be in the show notes. But mm-hmm. I love connecting with podcast listeners. So please mention the Tattooed Freaks in Business Suits podcast when you reach out. And that way I'll make sure to connect with you. Sounds good. And as my producer always reminds me, if you like what you've heard here, give us a like, give us a follow, uh, give us a comment, even better than that. If you don't like what you heard, be nice and don't say a thing. And that'll do it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Megan. Thank you, Donna. This is great. You have a good rest of the day. Thank you.